Well, here we are. Here we are. We are here. We're back. (laughs) We are back. The show still exists. The show must go on. Yep. I guess so. (laughs) My name is Mike. I'm Dave. And (laughs) we are alive. We are, we're well, Um, you know, we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, uh, the stuff's good, I think. Yeah. In my grand scheme of things, in the world, the world is complete and utter chaos. But I mean, in my general vicinity, the, the, the four walls that I can currently see right now, I got a dog laying in the sun, and um, it was brutally cold yesterday for the end of March. Today, it's going to be like close to 70, and then back down to like 40 tomorrow. Was it that is Ohio for for you? If you don't live in Ohio, congratulations. Um, it's a true roller coaster. True it's, roller coaster. Yeah, and this is the this is the time of year that I that I really loathe because I just want it. Just I can either resign myself to the misery of the cold or I can full on enjoy my favorite time of year, which is when it's warm and hot and Mm -hmm. sunny outside. Mm -hmm. And when it's up and down, it just, it just teases me and then pulls it back away before I have a chance to fully enjoy it. (laughs) So, yes. Well, I, I definitely agree. It's a roller coaster of weather and there's a lot going on in the world. Um, but at least, you know, perspective will show that, you know, no complaints, but we will have complaints. <laughs> oh, we got complaints, buddy. Um, yeah, and and for everyone out there listening, I know there were a few people, at least a couple people, who reached out and asked about new episodes. Uh, you know, we're not we were never known for uh, cranking out our episodes uh, in really quick fashion, but this was a noticeably long hiatus that we took a few months uh, since our last episode. For those that have been listening um and you know we there's a lot going on uh this this episode will be a catch-up uh to kind of explain the absence and also um you know kind of do a lightning round of different topics that have uh that have come out since our last episode which was i think in 2021 so this is the first episode yeah. of 2022 and we're almost to april so Apologies to those, but thank you to those who, um, you know, stayed fans and who've been asking and um, and who will be listening to this. Uh, we uh, are the Admore Mouse podcast, and we we still have affection for Disney, but you know, we have some discretion and some things we wanted to talk about. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> diplomatic way of putting it. And I, you know, this is not this show is not a side hustle by any means. Um, I get bombarded with emails, um, spam emails about like how to get listeners for your podcast, how to get added to playlists and stuff like that. And we don't, it's not that, I mean, look, yeah, I would love for thousands and hundreds of thousands of people to listen to this show. I would love if millions, uh, yeah, would love, (laughs) you know, somehow for people to, for more people to listen to the show, but we have a, we have a small and devoted audience. I, you know, even during our hiatus, I saw numbers coming in of people finding the show and listening. And, you know, we do this show because 
we're, we're two friends who found out that we both liked going to Disney World all the time uh, <laughs> when we were working professionally together. And so it was like, oh, we should, you know, what what does everybody do in, in the year 2019 or whatever? Start a podcast. And so it's just <laughs> it's been a fun thing to carve out time yeah. to continue to investigate this goofy stuff that we really like. And, you know, we don't care that there are a bunch of other Disney podcasts because this is the only one that we have. And it's been it's been really fun. Mm -hmm. And along the way, (coughs) excuse me, I don't think we've ever uh, pulled our punches too much when Disney has done things throughout the last few years that have made us a little uncomfortable. And this is the this is the friction that anybody gets when you interact with any kind of large corporation and capitalism in general. And I'm not going to try. We're not going to get into some uh, spiel about, um, you know, capitalism but (laughs) but when you're dealing with a large i mean disney is not the company that walt built at this point i mean it is because he started it and of course we love the things i think most of my love of disney um connects back to the things he started and the park ideas he had and early days of epcot and all that stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it is now a gigantic multinational conglomerate that owns a bunch of other companies and you know throughout the last couple of years i can just i know that we've you know occasionally been uncomfortable with some of the decisions they've made um doing business in certain areas of china that were n- not very savory when they were pointed out and uh you know since our last episode there's been a lot of stuff both you know kind of important and then not so important that was sort of rubbing me the wrong way and uh you know i, I already get a lot of flack from friends who are like you have a podcast about Disney. Why don't you have a podcast about like, you know, GE? <laughs> it's why are you shilling for a <laughs> company? And to me, it's just, I mean, that we, we grew up with stories and storytelling and it's fine if you don't want to engage with that stuff or you have a firm stance where like, you don't, you don't want to support any kind of large company because you're not, you know, you're not comfortable with the other decisions they make beyond the content they produce. And I completely understand that. So again, that is the friction that comes along. I mean, you can you can choose not to care. That's fine too. Uh, but you know, I, I would like to think that Michael and myself are fairly we try to be aware <laughs> of how our choices and how we spend our money impacts others. And Disney is nothing if not pretty expensive when you want to engage with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, a lot of people are engaging with Disney, whether they realize it or not, whether you are paying for ESPN or you're paying for Disney plus, or you are um, paying for ABC, uh, you know, or various other things, Hulu, they now own a controlling stake in 20th century Fox movies. And so it's not as simple as it used to be to just ignore Disney. And so, the first things they, they've done, we're not going to like catalog them all. So we don't want this to be a complaint fest. But, you know, so Bob Iger retired at the beginning of the pandemic. And his chosen successor, another Bob, Bob Chichek, <laughs> um, took over. And, you know, he's gotten a lot of flack. And some of it's very justified. Some of it maybe not. You know, uh, Bob Iger got a lot of flack, too, during his time. But, you know. Uh, he oversaw the acquisition of a lot of properties. He he was the one who finally b- bought Pixar once and for all and made them a, a proper member of the Disney family. He went out and bought Marvel. He went out and bought Star Wars. So 
while not the creative genius that somebody like Walt was or somebody that, you know, like Michael Eisner wanted to be, you're a pretty good steward of entertainment and brand and building mm-hmm. the parks and, and investing in the parks and understanding how they all connect. Yeah, investing for sure. That's funny you say he went out and bought Marvel, went out and bought Star Wars as if that's just going to the store for milk and eggs. <laughs> well, for him, it's kind of uh, not that easy, but well, you know, it happened. That was the, huge. People used to complain about him like, oh, he's not an idea. He just goes out and buys other people's stuff. Well, kind of true. Yeah. But, you know, he also oversaw a pretty lucrative time for the parks. Bob Chapek took over at a really insane time of the world when the pandemic was just just hitting. So, you know, them having to cut a lot of the things they'd announced in the parks, the things they were going to invest in, the Mary Poppins attraction. I think we did an episode where we covered all of the really fun stuff that was like that was announced at I think it was D23 of like 2019 or 2020. Um, they'd announced all yeah, these changes yeah. to Epcot and Magic Kingdom and all that and they've had to cancel a lot of them, and that's not necessarily Bob Shavik's fault. That's the, yeah. that's how uh, things are all over the world. We, I wanted and to put a fence in my backyard. I had to cancel that because it was mm-hmm. too expensive, thanks to rising costs of lumber of materials. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and all the movies and uh, releases and things like that that were planned even um, right had, had to be changed. Yeah, and so. But Shavik hasn't made it easy on himself. He picked a fight with Scarlett Johansson and lost. Uh, I don't have a particular point of view on that. I don't really care, but. Um, yes, two rich people arguing over money, so I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> the thing is that, you know, what we've seen happen in the parks lately is is they are cutting services and cutting ancillary benefits that we have grown accustomed to uh, and starting to charge for those things. So whether it be magic bands being sent to you in advance for free as part of your stay on Disney property, that's gone. You've got to pay for them now. Um, obviously, the big topic is the implementation of Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane, which oh you know, yes, are now added, um, paid for features. Yes, some will argue that Genie does not need to be paid for, but give me a break. Uh, <laughs> if you don't pay for it, you're not going to get any value <laughs> out of it, probably. And basically, these are things that are supposed to help you through the parks, help you plan your day. Lightning Lane is going to allow you to buy a la carte fast pass tickets, essentially replacing the fast pass. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all this stuff already. Um, but to your average Disney person, which I would think Michael and I are, um, you know, Disney's always been expensive. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's ever been something that's easy for large families to go to. It's, it's oftentimes a once in a lifetime trip for people to go to. And, and whether you're targeting them or you're targeting the person who goes, you know, once a year, it does feel like we're getting nickel and dimed quite a bit. And that's not a great place to be because the one thing we've always been able to say, uh, at least to my parents, when we took them or other friends who are thinking about going is like, yes, mm-hmm. hey, it's expensive. There's no, there's no, uh, <laughs> no lie there. It is an expensive trip. Food's pricey. Everything is expensive. There are ways to cut down the price. There are websites and podcasts and blogs devoted to helping you save as much money as possible when you take a trip. But at the end of the day, it's going to be expensive. Um, yeah. And not only expensive, um, confusing for a lot of people. Right. And uh, it's just not as fun planning a trip well, and as the, it used to be the, with all of these. New well, things. that's the thing. Well, mm-hmm. What I was going to get to is that, yes, yeah. it, it was expensive. But the idea is that once you're there, 
you have to do a lot of work in prep, but once you get there, it is relatively yeah easy. Uh, you're you know people would say you're in the bubble, so everything gets taken care of, and I don't feel like that's the case at this point. I feel yeah. like Genie and Genie Plus are complicated. I think Lightning Lame is pretty lame. Um, I think it's an effort to squeeze more dollars out of people while also trying to cut down wait times at the parks. I don't have a solution, mind you. I'm just saying that I don't love this option. Um, they've gotten rid of the Magical Express, which was the free transportation from the airport to your hotel if you stayed on Disney property. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, still exists, but now it is not Disney branded and you have to pay for it because it's now the company who, who provided it, Mirrors Transportation, is still doing it. So, but you know, they cut that service with nothing in place. So it's not like, hey, we're cut, we're we're stopping this, but don't worry, we're going to offer you something better or something in its place. They just stopped giving it. Um, and so, a lot of the benefits that you would get from staying on Disney property in a hotel, um, <clears throat> you know, were like you got the Magical Express, which means you showed up at the airport, your bags showed up in your room you didn't have to wait at baggage claim you just went right to the bus you watched some disney movies with your kids on the bus to the parks didn't have to worry about all your stuff getting to your room because it just showed up there eventually um and by staying at disney property you were supposed to be allowed to book your fast passes earlier than other people that was the advantage to staying and spending the extra bucks to stay on property they've really disincentivized de i don't know what the word is de-incentivized whatever uh, people staying on the parks. Now, are people still going to stay in those hotels? Of course. And so it's kind of cynical to sit here and, you know, for Disney to say, well, we don't really care. People are still going to go. Why do we offer them free stuff or, you know, these benefits when they're going to pay the money for the parks and the hotels anyways? And that's true. But it doesn't make it feel any better. Yeah. And for what it's worth um people are saying that there's um it's a little bit better in disneyland um with this photo pass that's included but to your point all of these additional charges or things that are not included anymore it is it it is perhaps a response to everything that happened with covid and how the parks were impacted and they're trying to make up costs but it, it to your point, it's taking the magic away from it, um, and uh, so that's that's disheartening. You, Dave, are planning to well, you, you are booked to go to Disney later this year. So, I have am. you been delving into all of this and getting this for your family? It's, and how that yeah. Been? So you know, we we've, we've always. I remember when we went for our honeymoon. The the the, the time when I fell in love with this with the parks is when we went for my honeymoon my wife and i not me and michael um and we <laughs> we uh i just loved it and i like i i thought to myself i would come here every year it's like yes it's expensive but like i love the vibes i love the atmosphere it's so fun it's it's just ridiculous in a way that i like um and they make it so easy for you and i, I gotta say this is now our, you know i don't know how many times i've been since then it's been a decade but, you know, this is the first time I'm going where I'm kind of just like, you know, it's 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 more expensive than it has ever been, which, you know, is OK. It's it's a decade later. I don't expect these price, you know, things increase in price. I realize. But it is very expensive. Um, it, very, yeah. Like just really, really expensive. And 
um, you know, I, I, I'm starting to consider, um, and this is not, this has nothing to do with like, my kids are excited or it's not like they're not into it. It's really just like, I'm starting to look at the money spent on a trip like this and starting to think like, you know, I could take, we could take two trips in a year for this money. Um, mm-hmm. I got two kids, I got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old for the money and, and everything that's included that we have to pay for. Um, it, you know, it, is this a trip we would want to do every two to three years? Like we had been doing pre pandemic, or is this going to be the last one for a while? Because it's just, mm-hmm. and it's going to continue. It's not like it's going to go down in price. It's going to continue to climb in price. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, I, I'm pretty solidly middle-class at this point. I think, uh, I don't know that we could afford it. Um, couple years from now if prices continue to increase so yeah. you know that's my own sob story uh, i don't expect anybody else to <laughs> care what i can afford vacation wise but you know that was just the beginning um the price increases are, are pretty bonkers um and th- that was the first thing that's not Grievance. enough that's not <laughs> enough for us to you know lay off the podcast for a few months we had already sort of taken an accidental hiatus because of the holidays. We were very busy. You and I both work in healthcare, and with the crazy Omicron spike throughout the mm-hmm. winter time, like we were both uh, busting our butts all over the place. And then when we started talking about when are we going to record an episode, um, all this stuff came out about Disney's response to the Florida bill about. Um, transgender and um lgbt yes Mm -hmm. you know and and so florida's legislature passed a stupid bill and if you don't you know if you're listening to the show and you disagree i'm sorry but a stupid bill uh, it's worded in a way that basically says you know from grades k through three uh teachers and people employed by public school systems are not are now forbidden from mentioning uh sexuality or gender mm-hmm. to students and uh, we don't need to get into the to the yeah. nitty-gritty it, it's a bad bill regressive bill and disney did not come out against it even though the majority of their business now is in florida they have thousands of employees that are impacted by this no. and disney's response is terrible and again if you're listening to this podcast i assume that you are fairly aware of what we're talking about because it's been major news trending on twitter trending on mm-hmm. every social media platform mm-hmm. there have been employee walkouts in solidarity of the lgbtq plus um population and it's just it it, it left a bad taste in my mouth yeah and it, it was hard to find the enthusiasm to talk about this goofy stuff we like when mm-hmm. this really gross underbelly, and I should say, it's not just the fact that they didn't stand up about it and say something. It's the fact that it came out that not only had they funded a yep. bunch of the people responsible for crafting and passing this bill. Yes. But, you know, they they, they actively chose to stay out of it. You know, and that was it. Bob <laughs> Chapek, the, the CEO's behest was his idea was, you know, we're not going to get involved in politics. Well, sorry, buddy, you're funding politicians on both sides of the aisle to get what you want. You're involved in politics. And so his idea yeah. that we're not going to speak up because we don't want to make waves is just it's the it's the it's a lack of leadership that I wouldn't respect if my boss said that. And it's certainly not the kind of um leadership i want to spend my money supporting 
Yeah. So then it's really well said in a good um, synopsis, especially in the early, uh, there's been a lot of um, updates on this bill since we were first talking, but when this came about, um, yes, there's um, all of, all of this was coming to light about the company that was supporting uh, these legislators and um, funding their campaigns and things like that. Um, so right then and there, you're already involved, whether you like it or not. And even without funding those legislators, having it, being a large employer and such an influential business in that state is going to is going to involve you whether you want it to or not. You can't really escape politics when you're as big as Disney or any large company. Um, you have influence. And um, when you are touting inclusivity, which we've praised Disney in the past for, you know, taking so many steps towards inclusivity. Um, I mean, they have the, the, um, the gay days and all these other things. I mean, they're very, um, supportive in other ways leading up to this the pride days um well and, and was, not to i don't want to interrupt yeah. you but you know those those the pride days are not officially sanctioned by disney and so while they are there and disney certainly doesn't do anything to stop them um they're not uh you know th th this was part of when when bob chapik's original response when called out when it when it when it when it came to light that they had funded a bunch of these politicians he basically said three things in one statement i'm not going to read the whole statement here because i don't i don't even care enough to do that for him but his statement basically said one hey we funded politicians on both sides of this legislation okay well good for you we uh we believe that when we stand up and make a big fuss that's the wrong way to do things Okay, well, I disagree. And also, you know, we we at Disney, uh, we intend to promote equality and um, mm -hmm. progressive gender issues through the content we make. And then he listed a bunch of the stuff they've done, like Black Panther or, you know, he listed a bunch of things that have, you know, LGBTQ themes that they put out. And that's just it's such a crappy response. It's like someone accuses you of racism and you're like, well, I've got a black friend. Like, <laughs> I know. OK, well, <laughs> and it's funny because they are taking you know, what we, we just in our last episode, we reviewed Jungle Cruise and there was a LG character, but it was also not done exactly um, yeah. in probably the best way. You know, it was a side character. There were veiled references. Um, you know, the character didn't have a lot of agency and it was, right. you know, what, what were they trying to accomplish with that exactly? I mean, there were some good messages, but also it just felt not quite there yet. And, and, and then, when he said that, when he mentioned like, oh, we make all this great <laughs> inclusive content, that's when the really interesting stuff happened, which is that you had a lot of people who either have worked in the past on Disney projects, whether it's animation or films, or people who are still working for Disney, who basically said, hey, I worked on this show and I was told to cut this content. Yeah. Um, one of yeah. my favorite shows is Gravity Falls. Apparently there were supposed to be um, some themes in there with one of the characters that, that, that were removed. One of the shows... Uh, called the Owl House had a lot of um, gender issues in it. it was canceled after one season. Um, 
apparently there's a same-sex kiss in the new light ear film that had been cut which is now being put back in because of pressure so yeah you know well, to me it's just it's another example of like oh we here's my i mean it's just a bad response from top to bottom it's yeah. a bad response even if you had been putting out quality lgbtq content but from the sounds of it it hasn't been as good as it could be because a bunch of creators feel like they've been told to keep that stuff out, or at least as far as they wanted to go. Yeah. So it's just well, a, it's and just if bad. I could, and I completely agree. I guess what I wanted to go back to is when I said gay days and pride. Um, I, I do recall specifically on Instagram, Disney did promote its um, same sex wedding and a honeymoon program on their Instagram with two grooms in front of the Magic that. Castle. Yeah, and there were things like that. And and I do think that okay, comparatively in the to what we had in the past with content that included LGBT characters, um, that also has it has been improving. It's not perfect, but it's at least they're trying. Yes, um, and even we in, applauded even, them for that. When that yeah, even that in came. Onward, there was the the female cop who just in passing said her girlfriend. And even though that's a very small thing, I think I think those types of things are what we want. We want it to just sort of be normalized in that way, as these are characters who have you know of all different backgrounds. So it's great. We're getting there, getting there, getting there. Right, little by little. And then this. And so that's what I was getting at before um, where it was, you know, I thought we were making a lot of progress and then this happened. And yes, he came up with this or he came out now with this statement and, you know, and is against the bill. The bill has passed, though. And perhaps if they were to have been engaged earlier, maybe we would have had a different outcome. I don't know. But yeah, it's a little um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here. Politics and... are really messy. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, but, and you work you work around yeah, politics in your I life. Do. And so, you know, very well how this stuff goes. And, yeah. you know, Disney funds these politicians mostly because I mean, if I had to guess and it's probably not fair for me to speculate what's in somebody's head. But I mean. If I had to guess, the people who control Disney, shareholders, I, I, I highly doubt that th- that they fund politicians with the intention of pushing forward these kinds of things. They they fund politicians because they want to influence um, legislation that's that's pertinent to them, which is usually stuff having to do with copyright or digital licensing or you know, trying desperately to prevent Mickey Mouse from falling into the public domain, which he has supposed to have <laughs> supposed to have happened like three times now. And they keep getting it extended. That's a whole other conversation. Um, but this is right. the problem. You fund politicians and you can't, you know, it doesn't mean that they're not going to go do on either side of the aisle. They're not going to go do stuff that you don't approve of. So, right. you know, his one of their first after he released his first statement, everybody flipped out the world went crazy and a lot of things trying to do all these walkouts from animators and things like that and so they did come out and they said okay we've suspended all of our political giving in florida not everywhere mind you just in florida <laughs> um you know i guess that's a start um i know some people were angry then because they were like well why did you defund everybody to me i'm i'm fine i i, I don't think corporations i don't love i don't like the fact that they can donate anyways if you're a if you're a person uh you can donate to whoever you want i don't care it's not my business you can donate to whoever you want bob chapik can give money to whichever politician he wants personally um i do not think uh corporations like disney should have any business doing that that's my own opinion um and so 
I'd be happy if they just said, you know what, we're not going to give political donations ever again to anybody. I think that's great. It's a step <laughs> in the right direction. And yes, they have come out with a very forceful statement just in the last week um, saying that they um, they do not like this bill, should never yeah. have passed. It's a hateful bill. They're going to work to help get it repealed, and they're going to work to make sure that other states do not pass the same work or the same bill. But, yeah. you know, I don't understand, really. They didn't give any detail about how it's going to happen. Probably don't know yet. Is that actually going to happen? I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Dis- I mean, Disney has poll in two states. I mean, probably a couple states because of where they do production. But basically, mm-hmm. the two big states they have are Florida and California. Right. And they're probably not going to be passing any really re- reductive legislation in California anytime soon, hopefully. Um and they really they really missed the boat because like you said it's been signed it's it's the law so Mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of special power disney has to reverse laws once they're passed um they've lost all their leverage that's bad negotiating their their chance to impact it was when they said okay well you know what we were in the process of moving hundreds and thousands of jobs to california or to florida from california i guess we just won't do that anymore and they chose not to do that stuff so we don't need to keep harping on this, but this is yeah. part of the reason. Yes, part of the reason why we took a hiatus was general life stuff getting in the way. And this is not a job for us. This is something we do because mm-hmm. it's fun. But it was hard to find the, uh, you know, saying it's like your happy place or the thing yeah. that like you like to think about or read about really sours it when you're confronted by some of this really gross stuff that the business side is doing. And right. You know, at the same time, oh, I'm also was watching the Boba Fett TV show and um, I'm going to watch Moon Knight. So it's like, (sighs) (laughs) well, and let me just say one more thing about about this and we will move on. Um, And first of all, I'll say to our listeners, we don't mean for this to be a, a politicized podcast. We're here to entertain. But, you know, this is real life stuff. And like Dave said. Um, I mean, how Dave and I even know each other is through community service originally. So that <laughs> that goes to show we're passionate about not like not like uh, we weren't ordered to do community service. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were happily volunteering our time. Yes. Volunteer organizations, things like that. <laughs> we were so not we were... on like a chain gang doing <laughs> crash pickup. For anyone that thought that, shame on you. But um, yes, thanks for the clarification. But so, you know, we, we are passionate. And what I, last thing I would say is, you know, I was recently, um, I, I, there was a webinar for the Human Rights Campaign, which pr- promotes LGBT rights. And, um, and they said that there are over 200 anti-gay or trans bills that are across the nation and other states currently. And I know where we are in Ohio, there's, there's a handful. Um, and so what a lot of states always do is they'll point when they're looking to pass legislation, they'll look and see what other states have already passed it. And so, you know, what happened in Florida is a big deal for that reason. And, you know, Disney was a really big, um, you know, they're very powerful and really influential and it would have been good for, (laughs) for them to have maybe, um, you know, been more involved earlier, but I am glad to see that it sounds like they're trying to, to 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 uh, be a little bit more um, engaged in in uh, you know feeling that or just uh, just just being opposed to this now. So uh, you so know that's that. That's the last thing I want to say on that. Um, after this is my last thing that I'll say. After <laughs> after all of that that we just said, uh, um, and and this is just strange timing. But a friend of mine reached out to me um, 
on Saturday and she said, this, ha- this happens all the time, by the way. Somebody reaches out to me and they're like, hey, heard you're a Disney expert. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know if I'm an expert. And they're like, we're going on vacation. Would love your pointers. And I'm like, oh, sure. When are you going? Three days. <laughs> I'm like, is okay, this our mutual well. friend? <laughs> What'd you say? Is this a mutual friend of ours? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. This happens all the time where somebody will ask me like, what are all your pointers? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I could write you six pages of pointers about like what to do, what you can probably skip. Like, yeah. well, how much time do I have? And then it's always they're leaving in a week. And I'm like, well, I don't know <laughs> everything I would want you to do. It's probably impossible to get into at this point. Right. Um, you're not going to make any reservations. A- anyhow, a friend of mine reached out and she is uh, a mother of a, I think a five-year-old i want to say five or six something like that um and she went with her wife mm-hmm. and they just sent me a picture this morning of the two of them on main street at the magic kingdom with their daughter and yeah. so you know here i am getting really bent out of shape and you know i think i'm sure that if you asked her she also cared but i mean for them it was still the special place that they wanted to take their kids because it's because because it's a thing a lot of families do yeah. and seeing two mothers who are together uh, married and, you know, with their kid on main street was really great. Very and, special. you know, I just, it, it's sort of for a minute, I was just like, that's why I like it. So it's just a, it's just a thing that kids can do and yeah. remember and life is short and you should have these memories and whether they involve Disney or not, you should always be trying to make memories of your kids. Exactly. But, and you know what, Dave? I mean, that's the thing. I think we are so passionate about this because we love Disney for all those reasons, for all the good things that it brings to all families. And so if if we, you know, we we care so much, that's why we're getting, you know, why we're feeling a certain way about everything lately. And it, um, and it doesn't mean that we've abandoned our love for the company sure. and for Disney. In fact, like you said, you've been watching things. I've been watching things. We want to kind of share some of that stuff with you now too about some of the some of the good stuff yeah my Uh, daughter watches my daughter is obsessed with muppet babies now not the old one because you can't (laughs) really find the old ones she's really into the new ones which i'm sorry are not as good as the old ones but she doesn't know that um (laughs) you know and and my both my kids are just like desperate for the third season of bluey to come on uh bluey disney plus i mean it's just, you know, mm-hmm. could I could I take some kind of hardline stance and be like, that company's evil. We're not going to watch any of their content because of the people they support. I could. But, you know, when you take that to its logical extreme, show me a streaming service on, on Apple TV that doesn't have some sort of weird dark money donations. And that's not to excuse any behavior. It's just this is the world we live in. And, um, yeah, a lot of those do not act as though they provide this kind of family friendly inclusive entertainment the way that disney prides itself on especially in the united states so we're gonna leave it at that Mm -hmm. um i told mike in the show prep i called it show prep we talked for like 30 seconds about what we were gonna talk (laughs) about today that's our that's our pre-production meeting i know i kind of love it (laughs) um you know some shows do like a whole script and they just read off of it and like i i would die i can't i mean kudos to them they usually they have much better shows than we do but i just <laughs> you know that i like to talk i just want to talk about this stuff i know um i want to i want to try to get back to the stuff that we really liked and i also yeah. want to keep tabs on disney and i want i want to personally try to hold them accountable not that mm-hmm. my voice matters to them um but i think that it's you know i think it's important 
Um, I agree. At least for me. I agree. Well, and one thing I know that we, everyone knows now, um, this is probably when we first took our break, um, is the release of Encanto on December 24th of 2021. And since then, I think everyone is at least familiar with the the song We Don't Talk About Bruno. uh, Yeah. Because... I literally was working out and it's on top 40 radio. You know, I, I heard it. I heard it on the radio in the gym. Um, <laughs> this song has taken over. This movie has taken over. It has exploded. Um, the soundtrack is number one on the, or was number one on the billboard top 100 and it's everywhere. And yeah. I love that because what it, it harkens back for me is when those, when, when you would hear Disney movie songs, original songs on top 40 radio. Oh, the nineties were like, the nineties were legendary for that because you, you could not, you could not sit in the dentist's office or a doctor's office or or your mom's office without hearing the local, like adult top 40 play, um, a whole new world. Yeah. Or anything off Lion King. Like, yes. Uh, can you feel the love tonight was in this game? Gosh, exactly. So, very cool to see that. That I'm glad you felt the same. That it brought you back to like those days when those songs were on the radio all the time. Because at first it threw me for a loop to hear a well, that's, song like that on the radio. That's a but, general. That's yeah. a genuine um, pop culture phenomenon too. Because you can pump as much money as possible into advertising, especially when it comes to movies, TV shows. But people are only going to play the song if 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 other people are requesting it. I mean, you can obviously you can spend your way into having a hit song, but think about how many other Disney movies have come out with soundtracks where like, yeah, people like the soundtrack. You might listen to it on Spotify or something, but, um, you know, is, is it something that you're, is it, that has it become omnipresent? And I think really the last thing I can think of that was like everywhere, obviously was, uh, let it go. Oh, frozen, frozen. Yeah. But there've been a ton of movies. I mean, that's, that's over a decade ago now. And so I can't believe that that's been a decade since frozen, but, um, it's still in and if you have kids, man, oh my God, it's like, it's like it never went away. I, I hear <laughs> let it go every week. It's in oh my house God. everywhere. I can't escape it. That's pretty um, cool, though. <laughs> well, it is. It is. And and think about how many movies have come out since then that have mm-hmm. had music and soundtracks that, uh, you know, by pop singers that don't have that same reach. So it's interesting when a movie comes out like that and and has that kind of impact on people that you hear. Yep. Canto is a pretty good movie. I'm not going to say that I loved it, but I think it's I thought mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, and it's funny. Um, it's a, We were recording this right after the Oscars, too, and it. Um, it did win Best Animated Feature, which yeah. um, is fantastic. It was nominated for Best Original Song, which I thought it was for, we don't talk about Bruno, but it was for Dos Origuitas. Yes. Um, and it did not win, but it uh, was nominated and also nominated for Best Original Score. And nominations in and of itself for an Oscar or an Academy Award is a great accolade. So Sure. Um, but yes, Best Animated Feature. And um, I, I love the film. I thought it was great. I was just at my friend's house this um, past weekend and their kids, um, they, they pulled me upstairs. They wanted me to watch the strong song, what they call oh, it, yeah. but it's really the song of Louisa. Um, yeah. I think it's called pressure or under pressure. Uh, and I thought it was great. Okay. That's great. And they wanted, they, they rewound it and we had to watch it again and they were cracking <laughs> up and it was just pure joy watching that with them. And it was, and again, what you said—that's what—that's re- why you're reminded of, you know, the good 
that this company well, does. I'll 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 share a story that's along the same lines. And it's oh. funny because again, me and Mike don't talk about this stuff. So like this is just <laughs> catching up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh we uh, this last weekend was the first time my son got to see Star Wars. So he's seven. Oh snap. I know, gonna be eight in September and <clears throat> he's very sensitive. And so been pretty careful about um I don't control I'm not super controlling about what they watch, but like he has nightmares about things if they're too scary. And so we just, you know, we, we try to play it cool. I didn't want to shove it on him before I thought he was ready. And so I take him over to my parents' house. My dad is a huge Star Wars fan. My one of my brothers is a huge fan. The other brother like likes it, but you know, isn't obsessive the way my other brother and my dad are. And so, you know, I think obviously we were way more excited than he was. Um, and then my son was, we were like, you get to see star Wars. And he's like, okay. Um, and he's aware this of a new hope. You're talking about a new hope. Yes. Oh yeah. No, I'm not going to start up on Phantom Menace. I don't want to be hauled off to children's services. Um, <laughs> then I can do so, community service. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we sit down and he, you know, because we went to, we went to his grandparents' house to watch it. My brother had a, an original he had downloaded illegally um, an original version of A New Hope. So it was not like the special edition with the weird special effects. It was like a really nice cleaned up version of the original one that was first in theaters. And um, my son mostly was concerned about when the movie would be over so that we could all play video games together afterwards. Um, <laughs> you know, he at times he was very bored, uh, which is funny because he can sit and watch YouTube videos for, you know, all day. But uh but also watching movies that have actual people and not cartoons is fairly new to him. And so, you know, it's kind of, you know, you know, it is what it is. I think we were all kind of like, well, he clearly, even my dad on when it was over, my dad was like, well, maybe star Wars is not aging. Well, I don't know. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I think he, maybe he's just still too young. He just, you know, and yeah. then on the way home, uh, we live about, I about about 10 minutes from my dad. Uh, <clears throat> my son asked me one thousand questions about star wars so yes he seemed like he didn't really care much i mean he watched the action parts but you know the beginning's a little slow he was definitely getting up and going to the bathroom a lot asking for snacks a lot mm-hmm. clearly not super engaged and then on the way home i mean it was just a barrage of questions who's so who's darth vader where does he come from who's his dad do we and he doesn't know that he's oh dad. um yeah are, are are there jails in star wars are there police in star wars are, did everybody oh in the Death God. Star die? Does Death Star have jails? Are women on the Death Star? Can women be stormtroopers? Like, just, just, what is, what is Chewbacca? Does Chewbacca have a last name? Like, just Chewbacca, Chewbacca Jones. You know, <laughs> so many questions, and then we get home, and you know, I asked him, I was like, "So what do you think?" And he's like, "Ah, eh, it, it was okay." And I was like, "Okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, you let me know when you want to watch the next one." And the next morning, he demanded that we put on Empire Strikes Back. So we only watched like the first 40 minutes of excited to get up and do some stuff. And I wanted to watch Good. it with him. But, um, but I mean, he, he was like, I watch it now. And I was like, well, let's wait. And he's like, no, I, I want, does, does Luke come back? And I'm like, he does. He's like, I got to watch it. And so then he was very concerned about the Tauntauns in the beginning. And he mm-hmm. was like, the, one of the Tauntauns gets eaten. And he's like, so he just got eaten? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's okay. It's just, a, you know. Let's just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, so again, you know, di- That's great. Uh, uh, Disney did not make A New Hope, but Disney owns it. Yes, and so do. again, you know, 
to share these cultural touchstones with my son you, you got i mean yes we watched a version that was not on disney plus but it's still a, now a disney property and mm-hmm. so you know That's yes great. could you escape all that stuff um you could but it would be very hard and i don't think it'd be very fun so exactly exactly and speaking of star wars of course the um galactic star cruiser is now open yeah i mean uh, Boy. And I do have friends who were just there last week. Um, oh, because yeah, and and that's that's probably the phrase you'll hear me say um, for a while until they <laughs> lower their prices. Um, although I don't know how many friends I would have that would go, but this 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 family, I'm not surprised, um, made the investment. But they went all out. They posted a lot on their Instagram, and they have three generations in this family that went. Um, so that was nice to see as well. And they were all dressed up and, um, you know, they were saving Chewbacca, Mr. Chewbacca Jones, um, from (laughs) no Chewbacca. Um, like they had to help him get from one place to the next. And then, um, it's just like the, you know, they, they get assigned jobs and they can go train with their lightsabers or, all these other different things you get to do interactive uh, activities and the food looked really funky. And, um, you know, you look out the window and it's really looks like you're in outer space, you know, the whole thing. Um, So cool to see someone that I know um, go visit this. Um, Maybe it's a bucket list pipe dream that I will someday go, but um, yeah, the price tag, we've talked about that on the, on the podcast before price tag is, pretty steep so uh, for now i will just watch from afar but um really cool thing that you know some families get to do <laughs> so their their overall uh their overall opinion was pretty positive of it then yeah i mean i did not speak with them yet um to download but i could tell by everything that they posted on their social media you know i would love to have them on the show because yeah there, there was a little bit of online controversy because disney did a big rollout um like it was kind of like the soft launch and what they did is they invited pretty much like every every Disney influencer out there to come do it. And of course, where were we, Dave? Well, yeah, I know. What <laughs> why do I even do this show? I'm invited places. Um so they invited all these Disney influencers, podcasters and vloggers, whatever you call them. I sound like <laughs> such an old man, vloggers or whatever they are. Um and you know there was a lot of interesting content that people were sharing while they were there. The problem is that you're giving this to them for free and none of these people are, you know, if it was a lackluster experience or something, none of them are going to be honest about it. They might say they're going to, but like, come on, you're going to lose your influence. <laughs> like you're going to lose your, you're not, if you, if you come out and you, um, you blacklisted flag. Yeah. If you, if you come out and go, boy, that's not worth the money they're charging. I did not have a good time. Uh, Disney's not going to invite you to the next thing they do. So, you know, you can't really trust those opinions. So I would love to talk to somebody who actually spent their own money and yeah. did it because I'm not rooting for that thing to fail. Yeah, it's expensive, but I mean, lots of things are expensive that I don't get to do in life. You know, I haven't been to Hawaii yet because I haven't been able to afford it. So like, of course, if yeah. I didn't go to Disney World in November, maybe I could. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not. Uh, I think a lot of people because Bob Chapik is in charge now, it's like they want it to fail because they want more stuff to pile up so that he doesn't have a job anymore. And I don't really care. I mean, if it's a cool thing, great. And if it's not, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to make it worth the money they're charging. Um, But yeah, I I will say that what I've seen, I personally, like if somebody, if somebody wanted to foot the bill for me to go, I would love to go. Um, But yeah, it's, it's pricey. And for that money, I'd, I'd probably rather just, 
go to the parks um, if I had the choice. You know, the, the price tag does include a, a day trip to Hollywood Studios. So you can go to Galaxy's Edge. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, well, I, I feel I'll, like, I, yeah, let me know. I, if, they, if they're only come on the show, you should have them on. Yeah, I'll talk to his name is Ben, but we call him Beans. So shout out to Beans. And we'll see if we can get him on. Um, come on the show, Beans. You can be and you can be honest. <laughs> yeah. we, we can put you on under a if you come on, I'll beep out your name and then we'll we'll uh we'll let you come on anonymously if that's what you want. <laughs> right, right. Um and yeah, he goes all the time, his family goes all the time. So um this was cool to see. I always get a kick out of the fact that you know this Star Wars the whole galaxy's edge is existing in Hollywood Studios, right where the Backlot Tour used to be, and so I, I know. Was like, where was the Golden Girls House? Because I know it was here somewhere. <laughs> and <laughs> that's great. Funny to think about these things. Like, is the Millennium Falcon now where you know the the Golden Girls House was, or the Rocketeer uh, backdrop oh, was? Yeah, the eatery right. that they had. Uh huh. You know, it does. It does. About. It the one thing that does kind of kind of rub me the wrong way about the hotels that when they first announced galaxy's edge a lot of the stuff that they originally announced ended up getting booted to galaxy's edge and so what or no i'm sorry to galactic star cruisers so like when they first announced what people call affectionately star wars land which is galaxy's edge the the details included like everybody's going to be in costume in character like every person who works there everybody who works at a concession stand they're all going to be in on it and then they didn't do that. <laughs> and then it turned into like, well, that's what Galaxy, that's what Galactic Star Trek is going to be. And so it's mm-hmm. it's like they had all these cool ideas, and then they kind of realized they could charge for them. It's fine, whatever. But I just, I, you know, part of me was like, oh, okay, so you just kind of booted that to the more expensive experience. All right, doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean that Galaxy Edge isn't fun. I like it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, and so. I, I know we um, wanted to cover a couple more things um, and the newest film uh, that I watched from Disney, it just came out recently. And I think you said you watched it too, was turning red. I have. Okay. Yes. And so what'd you think? I liked it. My son loved it. Um, and really Good. that's, you know, that's, but uh, you know, in full disclosure, my son watched the cat in the hat movie and liked that too. And I almost put him up for adoption after that because that thing, that thing is an, a, an assault to all of your senses. And he put it on the other day and I was like, ooh, man, because I was working from home like I usually do. And he was in the other room and I heard it starting and he was like, I said, uh, hey, man, that movie is not very good. And he was like, really? I was like, I mean, you can watch it, but it's bad. And he watched it. And oh was my like, God. It, was pre- it was pretty good. And I was just like. I've not seen it, but it looks very awful. But um, one, and that's it's good. one for the record books. If you're a fan of bad movies, it doesn't get much worse than that. It's awful. Oh. Anyways, well, so, I'm glad so to hear that you liked it. Not <laughs> what I'm saying is his judgment may not be perfect, but he loved it. I thought it was fine. Um, well, it's it good that he liked it because I, you know, watched it with a couple <laughs> friends, and they said that you know that was the question: Would young boys uh, like the film because it's, it has just young girls as the as the main characters um very female focused but i thought you know young kids they they like i mean they're gonna like this and you know so i can't i can't speak for for kids everywhere but my son yeah and you know not, maybe it's maybe i'm doing one good thing and raising him to not care about stuff but like he really doesn't seem to get bent out of shape about that you know he loves bluey and bluey's a girl so you know you he, he did not that was not an issue at all he really liked it good. he watched it a second time without me 
Um, so yeah, he dug it. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was fine. It didn't, it didn't quite speak to me in a way that a lot of other Pixar stuff, the best Pixar stuff does. Maybe it is because it's female centered and it's like about Mm -hmm. a relationship between a young girl and her mom. Um, but you know, no, it was totally fine. I liked it. I would definitely see it again. You know, if, if you've been listening to the show, when I first saw Luca, I was like, eh, it's fine. And I've grown to really like Luca. Yes. I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I, I've grown to really, really appreciate it in a way that I most certainly did not the first time I saw it. So yeah, I really like Luca. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so this one, I mean, as a grown man, I enjoyed Turning Red. Um, I know, just like you said real briefly, it's about May May uh, or May, who is a young uh, 13-year-old girl in 2002. I like that era. Yeah. Because uh, that's when we were kind of, you know, in, well, at least I was. I think I was in high school and during that time. Um, oh, humble brain. <laughs> well, uh, and then well, I like it because it was you know pre-smartphone and all of that. It's kind of a fun era to to go back to. And um, and this was in Toronto. Was uh, this film was set? Um, and May. And her friends are really obsessed with it's kind of like a boy band, like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys called Four yeah. Town. Yeah. And the whole thing is that they want to go to this Four Town concert. And, you know, it's, it's all about her sort of coming into her own and rebelling against her mom. And um, but she learns that she has this this special power or um, abnormality um, through the spirits passed down from her family's uh lineage that she turns into a red panda uh whenever she gets emotional or distressed um a giant red panda and so very strange premise on paper but it (laughs) has a lot of i think hidden good messages within it um uh, becoming your own and also you know learning about controlling emotions and you know what and then family and culture and things like that um, all tied in. What yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of subtext. There's some stuff about her that mom too. also turns into a panda and <laughs> she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want that for her daughter and her but her daughter embraces it. There's a lot going on. It yeah. is there it's it's there's a lot under the surface for that movie. Yes. And, and then there's an uproar from folks about references to um uh menstruation oh yeah oh geez heaven forbid like i know don't... it's like this happens to everyone i don't that went right woman. that went right over my son's head and i was Good. i will i will say that as a parent when that scene came up he was very he was confused i mean it went over his head but he was just like what what's what are they talking about and i sort of just kind of was like oh uh her mom thinks she spilled something red on her or something. And so uh, he was like, Oh, okay. And then he didn't question it. I did wonder like for a second, I, you know, look, I, I don't think that kind of stuff is in any way damaging to young people to learn about, but you know, we haven't exactly had that talk with a seven year old yet. And so I did for a second think like, Oh, (laughs) am I the best person? I know. I know. Well, um, and so there was controversy, but I think, you know, that's, that's just a minor thing. And 
hey, that's reality too. And um, you know, so... people are going to complain about everything. So, and I think it is. It, is it? I can't remember if it's rated PG or or G. It is um, PG. Yes. Yeah, PG means parental guidance, which means that you sometimes, as a parent, you have to guide your child through the entertainment they're watching. Like big yeah. shocker, you know. Um, just do the classic dad thing and be like, yeah, I don't know. Ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You can ask your mom about that. I don't know. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, so we are coming to a close here. We had a lot to cover. Um, so I think. Well, well, and we'll announce, we haven't decided on our next couple episodes, but you know, I really want to focus on some things, um, barring any other weird news about Disney funding, uh, evil stuff out there. Hopefully that's not going to happen. Right. Um, but, you know, there are still plenty of LGBTQ people who work at Disney who are integral in both, like, imagine not both, Imagineering, animation, live action. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to boost those voices and we want to support those by talking about them here. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe we'll look at a, a mini series that highlights some of that stuff in the recent years. Um, but I, I want to look at I, I want to find some stuff regardless of era that gets me excited about the fact that I already spent an absolute insane amount of money to go in November. And that's not a brag. It's just, you know, we saved up for years throughout the pandemic to be able to go in November. And I want to be excited to go because let's face it. If I cancel now, I ain't get my money back. So uh, <laughs> I want to find, I want to reconnect with the whole reason we started this podcast in the first place. So our next couple episodes are going to be focused on us finding those things that yeah. we can connect with and, and feel good about. Exciting things to come. Exciting things to come. Always. Always. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And, um, you know, we touching on the more serious side, but also the fun side. So we hope that this, this is our, was... this, I think this is our most serious episode yet, but really it yeah. just didn't feel great. It didn't feel right to just jump in and pretend like that stuff hasn't happened. And yeah. um, if you're, you know, and if you don't care, great that's fine there's no judgment if you're somebody who's like i don't care i go to ride the rides and it's fun and my kids like it but i don't think that that's a a bad thing that's just for us and a lot of people we know um where and who we spend our money on uh it it matters to us and i would like to no company is going to be 100 percent perfect but i would like to be able at the end of the day feel okay with where i decide to spend my time and my money and so Mm-hmm. hoping hope here's hoping that by the time i go i can i can feel that way again um yep. michael it's great talking to you again you too dave and hopefully our next episode will be a lot happier and <laughs> um you know we're gonna talk about some goofy something really weird <laughs> we'll find something keeping, funny to talk about. we were just keeping it real guys so thanks yes. for listening thank you for listening i see the numbers come in we are a small but mighty podcast there are a few <laughs> you know there's a small group of you out there who's for whatever reason like this show and we appreciate you so we always will say rate review subscribe nobody seems to really rate or review but if you would it'd be great and uh we will talk we will not take a three-month hiatus we will be back very soon (laughs) yes we promise all right thanks everybody all right ta-ta